Meta. As you know, my name is David. I'm the creator and host of CVS. And I myself converted from atheism to Roman Catholicism in 2009. And I pretty much put this disclaimer everywhere because I think it's important. The message, which is as follows, to err is human, to forgive divine. I love corrections, so if ever I contradict Christ or his mystical body, the Holy Roman Catholic Church, on matters of faith and morals, I will recant and repent in docile and submissive obedience, so help me God. And that's a sincere disclaimer, I mean it. If I say anything that contradicts Christ or his church, I don't want to hold on to that. I want to be cleansed of that. And it's bound to happen. I'm sure it has happened. And there are things I've said, for example, in my Bible meditations, my impromptu meditations on the Word of God, my Catholic verses, V-E-R-S-E-S, as opposed to verses, V-E-R-S-U-S. The Catholic verses with an E is where I do my impromptu meditations on the Word of God, my little Bible meditations, okay? And I know that I've made mistakes, theological mistakes there in things that I've said. I know that in retrospect, looking back, at some point, maybe I'll do what St. Augustine did. What he did is he looked back on his own body of work, which was obviously in a category uh, far removed from my own, far above my own eager attempt to share the light of Christ. But in any case, he had a book called The Retractions, where he re-examined all of his writings. He feared that a lot of his writings would not survive the attack of the Vandals, who had his city of Hippo under siege. So as he approached death, he made an effort to go back and make some retractions about some of the errors in the things that he had said. Uh, it's a very noble undertaking and uh, shows a lot of humility. And these, he is a doctor of the church, so we can trust his writings. And he's a bishop, so he speaks authoritatively when he teaches in his role as a bishop. But there are a lot of things that he wrote that were just his own opinion as a theologian. And so there is no infallibility in those personal opinions. And he went back and he corrected himself in his retractions. So I don't, I don't intend to do that. I certainly don't merit that level of scrutiny. I'm just trying to spread the light of Christ, mainly through the perpetual masses that I buy from my guests. And I use the podcast as a sort of way of meeting potential recipients of this amazing grace. It's sort of like a lottery. If you get on my podcast, if you're a guest on my podcast, you really have won the spiritual lottery. And it's because of the perpetual masses that will be said for you and for your loved ones. So it really is worthwhile coming on my show, be a guest, talk about your worldview. Even if you're a faithful Catholic, I've decided now to start interviewing faithful Catholics and under my Catholic versus Catholic category. And the reason I'm doing that is because each of us has a versus element. Even if I'm striving to be a faithful Catholic as the host of the show, and you're striving to be a faithful Catholic as the guest on the show, the Catholic versus Catholic, that versus still is pertinent, not because one of us is willfully dissenting, but because we have a struggle, an internal struggle, and we can talk about our conversion stories, we can talk about times when we strayed, maybe even willfully turning our back on 
God and the church. So I've decided to go ahead and to invite faithful Catholics, those who are striving to be faithful to the church, onto my show, Under the Catholic versus Catholic. I hope it's not too confusing when you have dissidents like the set of Acantists sitting next to the faithful Catholics who are simply talking about times in the past when they were atheist, or maybe they were Protestant in the past, maybe they had strayed, or maybe they had struggles. I don't want to blur the line between those who are striving and those who are apostate, or those that are heretics, or schismatic, but uh, I guess it will come out in the course of the interview, and the listener can judge for themselves. But the point really is the perpetual mass. That really is the point of the podcast. And it's an open secret. So if you're an atheist and you want to be on Catholic versus atheist, you'll be getting the graces of the perpetual masses, you and your family. So if you don't believe that they will have any power over your soul to help open you up to the faith, that's fine. But I'm telling you that they do. The graces that come with the perpetual mass will give you more than enough light to come to God and to come into the church that was founded on earth by the God-man Jesus Christ. So there are a lot of graces there, whether you believe in those graces or not, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in the supernatural or not, whether you believe in free will or not, whether you believe in objective, eternal, absolute morality or not, the graces are real. So it's an open secret, and uh, that's the point of the podcast. Everything else is icing on the cake. The people I meet, the interesting stories I hear, the message of hope that's delivered by my guests, that's always a fascinating aspect for me. I did an archive episode recently where I put together some of the messages of hope that appear at the end of my interviews, typically, and you can listen to that if you haven't already. So I just wanted to make that disclaimer, to err is human, to forgive divine. I love correction, so if ever I contradict Christ or his mystical body, the Holy Roman Catholic Church on matters of faith and morals, I will recant and repent in docile and submissive obedience, so help me God. That's a sincere sentiment, and that's a disclaimer that appears on all my web presence, all my social media, and on the webpage itself. There's also a little blurb about the church. And the title for that is About the Church. Christ and the Church are one flesh. Okay, when we go to communion and we say, uh, the priest says, the body of Christ, and we say, Amen. What looks like a wafer of bread made from wheat and water is actually in its substance, not in its accidents, but in its substance, not in its appearance, but in its substance. It is really, truly, and actually the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the God-man, Jesus Christ. Wisdom made flesh. And we too, the Catholic, the faithful Catholic who's in the state of grace and is detached from sin, and that is receiving in a worthy manner, that Catholic standing before the priest and receiving communion, as is permitted by the church, in the hand or on the tongue, that faithful Catholic, too, is the body of Christ. So when the priest says the body of Christ and we say, Amen, we are giving our Amen to the fact that we are one. We are one flesh. We the church. We the members of the church. We are many, but we are one. We are one flesh. We are one with Jesus Christ. 
And so my about the church goes on and it says, Christ and the church are one flesh. It is a deep mystery. The church is the bride of Christ, I go on to say, and it is the mystical body of Christ. Christ died for the church. Christ has not left us orphans. We're not left orphans. We have the church for our mother. We can't have God for our father if we don't have the church for our mother. And we can't have the church for our mother if we don't have the Pope for our father. So we are not orphans. And the next point I say here is the Holy Spirit leads the church into all truth. The church has three attributes, infallibility, indefectibility, and authority. These are divine attributes. A merely human institution does not have infallibility. It does not have indefectibility. It does not have authority. And the final point is that the church can be identified by four marks. It is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. So that's my little blurb about the church. Talk to you soon. Take care. God bless. Mm-hmm.